Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents... The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, it is Reaction Monday, uh, and uh, we are reacting to a great, great sports weekend here in the city of Houston. Your Houston Texans first took care of business on Saturday night in a huge, huge win over the Indianapolis Colts. They win 23-19. C.J. Stroud continues uh, to cement his early, early legacy with a huge, huge drive in the second half. And and their defense stepped up when it absolutely needed to. But that was the first part. They get into the playoffs with that win. And then it was to watch where they were going to be on Sunday. And the Jags and the Titans, that was the big game to watch. And the Jags, they completed their collapse towards the end of the season. They finished one and five after being eight and three, after leaving here with a win against the the Texans. They then finished off one and five to miss the playoffs last night, uh, and uh, and that means that the Texans win the AFC South. So they're not only in; they win the AFC South, which means they get to host a playoff game coming up Saturday. It will be Saturday. 330 uh, against the Cleveland Browns. If you want to find a way to listen to that, you can listen to that right here on Sports Radio 610. We'll have that for you right here. But uh but Clint, um, first off, Saturday night into Sunday to see how this thing came about. They took care of business first against the Colts, then they get what they need to have happen on Sunday. This was uh one of the best weekends. Uh, in the history of the Houston Texans, absolutely it was. And look, Texans fans, we all we all deserve it after after what's <laughs> gone on. I'm not. I don't like to look in the rearview mirror and constantly talk about what happened yesterday and what happened the day before. I'm typically a windshield guy, but but in this instance, man, as a Texans fan, this is it's it's tenfold sweeter, if you will, um, because of what you went through the last handful of years. I, I'll be honest with you when when all this stuff first. Uh, started going south in Houston, and and the way it was being handled for two years, I, I, in fact, that we talked about it a couple times on this radio station. I mean, you, we're we're looking at a four or five year rebuild if the rebuild happens, if you ever get back, kind of deal. And here you are, literally, you're in your third year of the rebuild. But I mean, the first year of D'Amico, Ryan, the first year you legitimately were trying to win ball games, and you get ten, you get the division, you get a home playoff game, and you get a chance. Uh, somehow, to to knock knock uh, an opponent off that 
gave you three first-round picks for De- uh, for Deshaun Watson. I, I mean, it, it just, as a fan, first and foremost, it is just an absolutely beautiful Monday because of how awful everything had been for a year. I mean, it is, it, it is it's so beautiful to think that in less than 12 months they could turn this thing around and, and, and we could be dancing in the playoffs, and, and they did it, man. Yep, and when you talk about how they did it, you bring in a, a first-year rookie head coach. You bring in a first-year rookie play caller. And as someone just texted in, question is Bobby Sloak a good OC, man. I don't, man, if you're looking at everything they've had to do with this year and you look at what kind of offensive football we've seen around the league, hell yeah, he's a good OC. And he's about to get interviews to be more than an OC. But when you put all of that and then CJ, obviously a rookie quarterback, it's insane to see how far along yeah. they've come offensively and defensively on both sides of the ball. All right, I, I'm gonna. I believe this, and I know that you may not be here, and maybe I have all week to, to do that. I love the matchup that they got with the Browns. They're gonna play the Browns, and I do. I think. I think what happened a few weeks ago now is is probably a positive to the Texans in terms of what they got to see and how that game went about and the, and probably how they're feeling and knowing they didn't have their dude playing in that game. And not just him, Will didn't play in that game. Several people didn't play in that game. And they got to see the Cleveland Browns with Joe Flacco at their absolute best. That's the best that they played under him and with him since he's been the quarterback. I I, I think it's the best matchup, especially playing at home, that they could have. Ooh. Well, I now, mean, uh, we'll, we'll see how this game unfolds. Now, the, Dol- I, I now just... the Dolphins have gotten hit by multiple cars with several of their players, and they they got some ridiculous injuries happening right now. But yep. still, at home, I I, I love – I just – it is hard for me to see that D'Amico and them allow what happened to them defensively to happen again. Yeah, look, I, I don't I don't think the game looks anything like yeah. it, the, the last game looked. And, and I'm, I'm not – as a Texans fan – I'm not sitting here concerned about the Cleveland Browns. I, I just when, when at the time when you're breaking down, hey, what if this happens? You go here. If this happens, you stay home. You play this team. And, and I would rather play a team that has struggled mightily um, this season and and essentially late this season um, than a team that appears to be unbelievably healthy and hitting on all cylinders. Right now, um, how are you feeling about this game? Is it, it is it's Monday? It just kind of happened. I know you got to dig in. You saw how you yeah, feeling about I, I this think, game? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a hell of a football game. I, I, I think it's I, I think you can forget running the football if you're the Houston Texans. I, I, I think CJ's going to get hit significantly more than he got hit in the last two ball games that he played. Um, I think that's going to impact their ability to 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 call plays and score points. Um, the defense is, has got to to step up and 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 make this game a. a, a Winnable game in the fourth quarter. I, I, uh, I I'm, I'm concerned. I, I'm, I'm concerned about, uh, about what the, what the Browns, the problems that the Browns pose versus the Houston Texans. Yeah. All right. Hopefully, the Texans will have some of these guys back uh, that missed this game. Yeah. Robert Woods, Noah Brown, and obviously Jonathan Grenard, the big one. They missed this game. D'Amico spoke with the media earlier today. This was him. Um, talking about any kind of an update with those injured players. 
Yeah, nothing new right now. We'll see where our guys end up by the end of the week. Hopefully we get some guys back. Hopefully they continue to progress. But we would love to have some of our guys back to help us. We need all, all the guys we can get. We would love to have them back. All right. Um, you know, keeping it coy, we can – we, we understand what D'Amico does there, and, and, and we'll see. He's going to play the game. Grenard will be huge in this Got it, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, hell, I think they need John all Greer. three. I think they need all – at least one of the receivers in this oh, game. But yeah, all, no, yeah, they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're definitely going to need that. But, look, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I think if they can protect C.J. Stroud, I think C.J. Stroud and Bobby can dial some things up. I, I think having your, your, your full complement of receivers obviously is going to help. Um, but I, 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 think, I think Bobby and, and, and C.J. can – can dial some things I just, up. The I, don't think Jim, be, I just don't think Jim Schwartz will allow. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. To do what what he did, like the, the Colts. Yeah, no, I I agree, and they're going to have to keep some tight ends in to help protect and that kind of yep. thing. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see what what that looks like. I I just on the defensive side of the football, I think I think this is a game where you know exactly where Joe Flacco is going. is 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 going to play no matter what the hell the practice reports look like. This is about Jonathan Grenard for me. If Jonathan Grenard comes back and you can throw Jonathan Grenard, Will Anderson, Derek Barnett, and 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 Hughes all all at uh, at at, uh, at this offensive line at the Browns offensive line and at Joe Flacco, I think you can make some noise. If not, you got to put some dudes on an island and putting dudes on an island. That means you're gonna get a lot of Amari Cooper versus Stephen Nelson. Yeah, because there's they haven't shown to adjust. Moving sides. Yep. That, that my, g- great point because that, so that's something to watch this week. Because you know where you can line whoever up, or whatever matchup as an offensive coach right now. Well, look, I mean, here, here's the deal, Ron. If 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 we if we watch this game come and go, Texans, Cleveland Browns. After what we watched two three weeks ago, when the Browns put a put a whooping on 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 the Texans. If we watch this game come and go, and Amari Cooper's going off, and he's going off on. Steven Nelson, and if Steven Nelson's out of the game, it's Ross or whoever it was. And they move him it, in a slot, and he's going hey up man, on desk. King. Hey man, like like at some point, and I know I know D'Amico doesn't doesn't typically shadow do shadow receivers with your best corner. I get that you don't typically do it, but every defense has that call in it. I know you got that call in it. If Amari Cooper goes off again, and we don't ever get Derek Stingley attempting to lock him up in obvious passing situations. Boy, that I mean, you got that's going to be a yeah. tough one to swallow now. Yeah. Amari can't have one fifty in three possessions. No, in the first quarter, no. and then and, and we just keep not, going. Not at, not after he went off. It's, it ain't you're not going into this thing blind against your guys. And going, I think my guys can hold up. Look, you just you got that part of the game. I think is very is going to be very similar. That part of the game of Joe Flacco in obvious passing situations. If if you allow him to get Amari Cooper matched up on on folks consistently throughout the game, and whoever they want, just by lining up to one side or the other, and he goes off again, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, and I'm not saying he didn't go over there and give Stingley some, but it wasn't it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. So, uh, big game coming up, and we'll we'll have all week to break this thing down. Coming up is uh, they'll host they'll host here in NRG the Cleveland Browns coming up on Saturday. Big three and three. Number two. But there is a big one here tonight, Clint. College football, this will be the last game of the season. It will end tonight, and it will end with a new champion, number one Michigan versus number two Washington at NRG tonight. Everybody's down here. uh, And uh, right now, Michigan starts as a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Five-and-a-half-point favorite. Is that fair? Is that fair to you? That's a big number. 
That's a big number for me. I, I, I mean, I like Washington to win this game outright. Tyler, what's, oh, that, what's that money line look like? What's that, what's that Washington money line? I'll check it out. I'm on plus five and a half. I'll check out the money line. Yeah, I, I like the money line. I, I, look, I, that I, feels I think high, man. It, it, and I'm gonna tell you, man, Penix got the best offensive line in America. Now you can argue Michigan does as well, um, but but they, they got they got uh, plus one ninety. Uh, the Joe Moore Award plus one ninety. Damn, almost it's, the, the the Joe Moore Award went to the Washington Huskies offensive line. There, there ain't I, I ain't seen a better receiving core in, in the in the no. land. Uh, if, if there's any, I, I don't I haven't studied college wide receiving cores, but I haven't seen. A quarterback with, with better targets across the board, more targets and better targets, and, and I have not seen. I've, I have yet to see a quarterback combination of two things: the skill set. There's there's two or three quarterbacks in, in college football that can spin it like he can, but the combination of, of that skill set along with the understanding and and the the the, uh, the fact that he chooses to play the game from the pocket with his head, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. And with that receiving core, woo, it's nasty. I, I, I like Washington speed. I like Washington in this game uh, in, in a in a big, big this way. Is so, this is so interesting to watch and will be to watch to see what it looks like when these two teams get on the field together. Yeah. And to see who, who has the advantage in this game because they're just so different. Yeah. And, and they've just played so different. But I just, man, fellas, I look at, I look at Washington – and I look at Ohio State and who they played. They haven't seen anything like this offensively. I mean, there is who had Ohio State. They have Michigan. Not, I mean, Michigan. I'm sorry. Yeah. They have not Michigan. I'm sorry. They have not seen anything like Washington offensively. Like Alabama, they're nothing like this. They they, they have different nothing like this. You can't just. You just can't blitz. Yeah. Like they were doing, they got those five sacks in the first half on Alabama. You can't just sit back here and blitz him and Forget put those it. receivers on an island. All right, I mean, like they're, you think about the teams they've played, their best teams have been Penn State, Ohio State, and Alabama. They have not seen any offense quite like this. Now, in fairness, I don't know that Washington has probably seen very many defenses yeah. that look like this, although, boy, they control Texas. Like Texas gave them, yeah. especially up front, they didn't give. I mean, I, there was they didn't. There was no deterrent to them. I, I tell you another reason why I'm high on Washington right here is because mm. I, I learned my lesson. Mm. The, the exact the exact argument that I would have if I was leaning Michigan here in terms of being better in the trenches on both sides of the ball potentially, and you know that kind of deal. I, I did that against with with Washington twice this year. I said, "Oh, Oregon, 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 similar team." Oregon's Oregon's going to be more physical in the trenches, and it's going to be the difference in the game. And and not once, but twice, Washington got me. I ain't doing it again, Ron. I ain't doing it again. Yeah, I just – like I got that big Penix injury, uh, in, energy. There you go. That not injury. Penix energy. Yeah. He's had a couple injuries. Penix in, energy. That $1,000 suit he had right there. I just, no, it wasn't no $1,000. I just I, – it is just hard because I'm just like, if they get up on them, what is Michigan going to do? Like I mean, are they? Uh, can they win a game? You gonna find out if JJ McCarthy. I was just saying, can they win a game? How many? All right, real quick for you fellas tonight. How many points do you think Michigan has to score to win this game? I think they got to score. I think they got to score thirty. I was gonna say thirty-one. <laughs> Man, how many times have they done that this year? <laughs> I like know. I mean, against against non. I mean against. Division Power Five teams. How many times have they have they hit thirty? I mean, yeah, it, it feels like like it 
it feels like Washington, even with a great defensive performance, is going to put up 28 for Michigan. I mean, the bad thing, like, I, I feel I feel too confident about it, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> Would you ask how many times has Michigan scored 30? Like, against, like against East Power- Carolina, 30. UNLV, 35. Bowling Green, no. 31. Rutgers, 31. Nebraska, 45. Minnesota, 52. Indiana, 52. Michigan State, 49. Purdue, 41. Penn State, 24. Maryland, 31. Ohio State, 30. Iowa, 26. I mean, against those terrible teams, they have <laughs> well, really I mean, nailed it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, they they going to need one of them games like they did against Ohio State. 30, boy, that, that, feels, that feels tough. Big three and three. Number three. All right, Clint, it is uh, generally always Black Monday, uh, the day after the season ends, and we're seeing some. By the way, Black Monday got started for some teams before. The Raiders fired their coach. We'll see what they do. Uh, and, and the Chargers fired their coach before the season uh, ended. Uh, the Falcons, they fired Arthur Smith after three seasons. Not a real surprise, and he went out with a bang. Uh, <laughs> he was pissed off about getting get shown up. The Commanders, they move on from Ron Rivera after four years. They ain't wasting no time. They've already uh, requested interviews for offensive coordinator Ben Johnson with the Lions, uh, Aaron Glenn with the uh, with the Lions as well. Also McDonald with the uh, with the Ravens. They've they've asked to, to speak with him. Uh, the the Panthers fired their GM. We're also hearing we'll see what happens with uh, with the Patriots uh, as well. So y'all ready? What? Y'all ready for Bobby Sloak to be on that list? I'm gonna tell you right now. Ben Johnson's on that list. Bobby Sloak's on that list. And I like Ben Johnson. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, Bobby Sloak's gonna dang it, Bobby. I mean, that absolutely. I like what Ben. I like what Ben Johnson did. Ben Johnson took a quarterback that had been to the Super Bowl before. Jerry Goff. Yeah. No, I've been Clint. I've been saying this for cool month. As soon as that dude got start being talked about an MVP candidate. The next thing they're going to do is look at him. Mm. Who's that guy? Oh, my God. And he came from that Shanahan tree? Holy. Yep. That's him. He's going to be on the list. All right, coming up, we do this every Monday, uh, and there are there are some candidates. Uh, the player of the game. You can text in your 713-572-4610 or those on YouTube and Twitch. You can send yours in. Who are your players of the game? We'll get to that coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Shoppers John Deere on Sports Radio 610. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back to this Reaction Monday, presented by our good friends at Shoppers John Deere as uh, we continue to react to. Uh, one of the greatest weekends in uh, in Texans history, right there is the Texans. Not only get into the playoffs, they also win the AFC South and allow you to come out on Saturday as they host the Cleveland Browns. They will host a playoff game. 
excuse me, coming up. Someone said, hey, just text in. I just got off. About to join in on this Mad Dog Monday. Let's effing go. That's what I'm talking about. Let's join in right now. The drive is live. Let's join in real quick. Yeah, man, we got the, we got the, it's Mad Dog Monday. Hey, I, I tell you what, I, I tweeted the old pic that we took, a, uh, it was last Mad Dog Monday, and, uh, you know, took took a took a nice pic of that and, and posted it, and it's, the responses are classic. The responses are so classic, right? But there's some of them out there that I feel like are a little bit disrespectful. <laughs> I feel like some of the responses are a little disrespectful. What are they? What? What? I'm sure it's the so Baytown, so this, so that. Oh, stop! No, if, if look, if, if if the memory gives you a headache, I get it. But for you to be, I'm gonna say my wife got on to me the other night. By the way, acting like she's too young to remember Mad Dog. So I'm gonna go with thirty and up. She might be. If, if no, she's not. She got on to me. She said, <laughs> "No, I don't." <laughs> I mean, look, I'd rather her. I'd rather her not know what Mad Dog is. I didn't ask the stories, but. Nonetheless, if you're 30 and up, I don't give a damn what part of the city you're from, what side of the city you live on. If you're 30 plus and you lived in the Houston area and you weren't 100% sheltered growing up. Now, if you were, I probably should have been a little more sheltered if we're being completely honest. (laughs) If you were sheltered growing up, cool. But if you were early, let's just say 90s across the board, and you didn't ever wrap your, your, your hand around some MD 2020. I don't care what flavor it is. First thing I ever had. Your ass, second thing I ever your had. Your ass is either lying or you wasn't raised right. You was bougie as hell. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I mean, I'm just going to, even if he's bougie, you, you ran around You ran around with some of us lower class cats. <laughs> you, you you ran around with some of us cats that needed to spend about 450 to get drunk <laughs> illegally. Yeah, I mean, hell, don't act like you didn't. Don't, don't act like you don't know what the hell Mad Dog 2020 was and, and act like there there wasn't a day in your life when you wasn't happy as hell that it you could be, wrap your hand around an MD 2020. Yeah, it may be beneath you now. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it may, yeah. You may, you may have moved. You may have moved, moving on. You may have moved over to the uh, to the a, a different side of the neighborhood, a different side of town or something. But don't act like your ass didn't wrap your hand. You ain't never wrap my hand unless you're not a drinker. If you're not a drinker, hey man, more power to you. I admire and respect your decision, your discipline. But if 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 you partake in a beverage from time to time, come on, man. Don't act like you didn't ever drink on a Are you are you too young for, for Mad Dog, Tyler? No, that really was the first alcohol I ever had a sip of. Was it? over an old Baytown. I don't, I don't want him to tell himself, but I bet you, I bet you Tyler or somebody in his very in his immediate circle stole Mad Dog twenty twenty and drank it multiple times. I don't remember anyone stealing any, but we did. Oh, that's uh, right. You're north. Y'all got the y'all well, drive no, yellow Hummers and got no, stacks no, no, of no, no. We we were buying it on your side of the tracks, <laughs> but uh, the, the fellow we were buying it from definitely was overcharging us. <laughs> he, was, he was charging y'all double. Oh, whole that's lot. Hey, that's because all of us on this side were having to steal it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, My boy Jeff Martin, I will put you out there, Jeff. Damn, Jeff. Hey. Jeff, saying, Jeff, you could have just said Jeff. Hey, Jeff came walking out of Kroger's with a, with a, a trench coat on and in the dead of heat, in the dead of heat, boy. And all he just clanging, clang, 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 clang. I said, "What oh is my that?" God. My man went in there and got every bit of Mad Dog Kroger head. Yeah, from the text line, uh, Ron looks like he's allergic to it. Just looks like he'd rather have something else. Am I? Like I was just putting it on there. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't mind it. Be honest, Ron's old nasty ass. I don't know if I've ever seen Ron drink anything and been like, "Oh, I don't like that." I, I think Ron will try damn near anything at least once. Only thing that gets me, I don't like gin. Gin, gin gives me that face. That peaches of cream ain't bad, is it? 
All right, let's uh, let's do our uh, our May our Man Eye Institute Player of the Game. We'll see some people texting who their players of the game is. Tyler, you were the Mad Dog. I'd say the Mad Dog winner. Your guy goes nine receptions, yeah. 195 yards, and a touchdown, and kicked the game off with a 75 yard touchdown pass because Gus Bradley said, "No, no, man, <laughs> let's challenge ourselves by going singled up with Noah Brown." Who is our? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Nico Collins. Who is your uh, player of the game? Yeah, I don't see why I would uh, stray away from that fellow right there. He was on Mad Dog Player, Nico Collins. Nine receptions, 195 yards, and a TD. I think I'll roll with him as well for my player of the game. Career day. Career day. Look, I, I mean, it, this this is, to me, this is the day. This is the day that Nico Collins' agent sits down across from Nick Casario and says, I- I'd like to start with week 18. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I mean, because it, clearly, hell of a hell of a season. Um, Eighty I mean, catches, got his body right. Eight hundred yards, yeah, yeah, eight I mean, touchdowns. Got his body right in the, in the off season, and 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 look, I'm not, I'm not saying that he was not a professional before, but but is it clearly a professional in terms of taking care of his body and getting it right and taking the criticism of not being able to stay healthy and what he needs to do and taking it to heart and going out there and getting his body right and then going out and having a monster season. I mean, I his his agent sits down and says, "Look, we we need we just we need to start this conversation with what my man did week 18. You you had you had one of your like you had one of your top 4 wide receivers healthy. And that was my man. And he went out there and put the team on his back. Yep. And went off. Nico has got him on fire. He baby. did it all. He he went over, he got over the top with speed. Made a great made made a, made a great adjustment look easy on that ball as well. Um, takes a screen, breaks tackles, takes a, sp- a screen for an explosive, comes back, goes down and gets a ball that was intended to be thrown away. Um, somehow got a catch on a, on a on a ball he wasn't even targeted on, man. Um, yeah, and then you look at the dig route that 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 put him inside the five yard line. You look at the the seven route, the sell route. The, the it's a deep speed cut out ultimately. I mean, the, the guy ran great routes, especially for a big bodied wide receiver. It, it, it was a career day. It was a contract day for Nico Collins, man. Who was your uh, Who was your man? I institute player, of the Christian game? Harris, baby. Maybe Christian Harris. I mean, this dude. I'm I'm as excited about this guy as I am anybody in terms of of kind of how they jumped on the scene all of a sudden. Nico Collins, obviously one of those guys that jumped on the scene after a couple of slow years. Christian Harris has come on so strong here late. Plays a a beautiful brand of linebacker. Fun to watch. Um, Him and Blake together are are that's becoming a thing. Yes, yes, and it should continue to become a thing. I, I, Blake Blake is the other guy that that had a hell of a game on the defense side of the football. But twelve tackles, seven solo, one sack, one. It, to me, Christian Harris set the tone early on. Christian Harris set the tone in the first quarter of like, hey, y'all got y'all's hands full with me and on this defense. And now I know they ran for a lot of yards, but he consistently made plays. Uh, throughout and uh, was second on the team in, in tackles. I'm, I'm going with Christian Harris. All right, my uh, man, I institute player of the game. Uh, listen, usually I try not to just take the easy one. Now you two are able to take your uh, your Mad Dog player picks. I wouldn't have not been able to because I had Brevin Jordan. But man, I, I can't mess around with it. For the first time ever from all three of us, C.J. Stroud wins our player of the game. Man, I institute player of the game. Uh, he was absolutely... Listen, and this wasn't one of CJ's overall greatest games that we've seen this year. The 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 Tampa game, yeah. he was better. The the Burrow game against the Bengals, he was better. But when he had to have it, and the way he played the whole game, and when he had to have it on that drive, uh, he made big time throws 
that you would say were big time by any quarterback in the game. And if you watch this Bills uh, Dolphins game, they had a big play where where Stephon Diggs was cleared by seven yards on Jalen Ramsey, and Josh threw that bad boy ten yards past him. Like, <laughs> and, and you see the open in the game, he puts that thing right on the money. It was a throw in the ocean, as you said earlier, but he still put it right on the money in stride. Uh, for his first throw, his yep. first big throw of the game, so uh, he was uh, he was sensational. He knew he had a mismatch, and he knew he had a guy with Nico Collins, and he kept going there, uh, and and he was special. So C.J. Stroud, no uh, uh, no surprise, wins our Man I Institute Player of the Game. Man I Institute, see life better. All right, we'll let you hear if you missed it what D'Amico had to say about some of these guys that it would be extremely important for the Texans to get back. We'll discuss that coming up. It's a Reaction Monday, presented by Shoppers John Deere on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. I remember it is uh, it is Monday, and we are out early. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, he will... Uh, have the coaches show coming up behind us. We're out at five o'clock. D'Amico Ryan's uh, the uh, the uh, head coach that have, that's been able to lead the Houston Texans back to the playoffs for the first time since 2019. He will be uh, ready to go afterwards. So stay tuned after us as we're out early. As uh, D'Amico will uh, have the coaches show coming up at five o'clock as soon as we sign off. <clears throat> And uh, he spoke to the media earlier today, and I thought it was uh, important as not just whatever happened, you know, for the game and how they're AFC South champs, but even moving to the next the next uh, part of this thing, which is facing the Cleveland Browns. They want to be able to get some of these guys that didn't play healthy. And notably, Noah Brown, who, uh, who they ruled, they ruled Noah Brown and Jonathan Grenard out pretty early. Uh, I think Thursday when we were at Buffalo Wild Wings, they ruled them out. And then Robert Woods was basically a game-time decision. Robert Woods, he's now. He was out and didn't play in this game. So those three are ones they're looking at. He was he was, uh, he was, was asked about where those guys are and how he sees their, uh, their updates injury-wise. Uh, nothing new right now. We'll see where our guys end up by the end of the week. Hopefully we get some guys back. Hopefully they continue to progress. But we would love to have some of our guys back to help us. We need all, all the guys we can get. We would love to have them back. All right, and and as I said, those three, Noah Brown, Robert Woods, the receivers, Jonathan Grenard, I think all three of them, fellas, are extremely important. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a gauge on where you are. Last week, you thought, Dan, I know you, you want to have Jonathan Grenard playing. I know that. You said that repeatedly. But you felt like the Texans could be okay in this matchup with the guys they have and Jerry Hughes and Barnett and Will Anderson coming back to play. Now that you got to see that again and now understanding the opponent they're playing this week, and we got to see what Joe Flacco did to the Texans a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, ago, and seeing where Will Anderson is, what's your feeling about potentially having to go without Jonathan Grenard this week? I don't like it. I, uh, I don't like it at all. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this is a week where, man, your, your quarterback just shredded your – this. the Cleveland Browns quarterback, Joe Flacco, just shredded – the Texans defense and and there's going to be a lot different. I get it, guys. It, it's it's a total different ball game. Uh, the lineups are going to be different. CJ's going to be there. I think that'll bode well for the defense. But at the end of the day, 
Joe Flacco lined up and 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 pretty effortlessly lit this secondary up. And, and the secondary had had Stephen Nelson and Derek Stingley. I know Stephen Nelson went out and came back in, but it, it didn't matter. They they were they they were on one last time the Texans saw Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper. And so I, I'm I just think in this particular game, I think that it, it's the Texans are going to need all hands on deck defensively to slow down. Uh, Joe Flacco and, and and Amari Cooper, and and that starts to me with Jonathan Grenard. Um, Jonathan Grenard is is a guy that brings a different level of explosion, uh, a different level of change of direction, twitch, all that all that athletic stuff off of the end. I think all the guys they have play run good. Uh, all the edge rushers they have play the play the run good. They they uh, they're, they're very instinctual. But there's one guy out there that has a, a different level athletic ability right now, and that's Jonathan Grenard. And they could use him in a big, big way this week with uh, with Flacco being an immobile guy that's going to try to that's going to try to win from the pocket more times than not. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one because he didn't play a lot of that game either. You know, he got injured pretty early against the Browns and didn't play a lot yep, there. Yep. I, I think in this game, though, also I, I do feel differently about the receivers. Right, I, th- I thought it was important to have at least one of them. But Robert Woods and Noah Brown this week, especially after getting the film and watching Nico Collins just go rough. What am I trying to say? Rough shot. Rough shot. Damn, what the hell is I about to say? Rough route? Rough shot. Rough riders, I think is what you're saying. Maybe I was thinking of DMX on your mind. Early early in my mind. Uh, (laughs) And the locks. But no, uh, after seeing him go off the way he did, nine catches, a, a buck 95, big plays. Down the field, medium, at the line of scrimmage with screens, everything. I don't believe Jim Schwartz is just going to allow him to just like he ain't going like Jim Schwartz ain't going to allow what Nico did to the Colts or what Amari did to the Texans a few weeks ago. Like at some point he's going to put a cap on it, and yeah. it, it may be early. Like he will say, "All right," especially if those two aren't able to play. Dalton Schultz, you got to beat me. Uh, uh, John Messi, you got to beat me. Uh, uh, Hutchinson, you got to beat me. Like I, so I think it is important to have those guys back too, because I think I don't think I don't think they'll be able to just hunt Nico Collins the way that they were yeah. able to do. I, 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 I agree with you. You got to get one of those guys back. Preferably for me, it'd be Noah Brown because he's a guy that that could could be an outside inside guy that could that could help you. But I'll take either one of them at this point in time, uh, opposite Nico Collins. You, you know the the. The thought for me, the thought is, is like points are going to be at a premium. They're going to come at a premium, right? It's going to, you're not, you're not going to just go out there and roll up, be able to roll up the scoreboard the way that that the Texans' offense has done from time to time against this defense. And so, the, to me, this is this is all about. We talked about who's the pressure on last week um, with D'Amico Ryan's defense, and, and and I think it's 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 D'Amico Ryan's defense once again. After getting rolled up by the Cleveland Browns, because if you don't give, if you don't, if you let the Cleveland, and even if it's not Amari Cooper, if it's just you let them move the football in any way, shape, or form to the same degree that they moved it last time, um, then then the offense is going to have a very very difficult time keeping up. It's in the it's in the defense. To me, it's it, this is another D'Amico Ryan's game. You, you they got to keep this game in check and give CJ a chance. Boy, I was sitting there thinking like, mm. obviously at the end this game could have gone the other way. The Colts, this yeah, year, yeah. it, it could have gone any way. And I was sitting there thinking, Whoo, who would have been? Who would we be talking about mm. if that sucker went the other way? 
if that thing went as they were set up and driving down there and they're in the fourth and one and it ended up the way it did, but it could have gone like yep. that, that kid could have caught that ball and and not only got the first down, but moved it down. And, and they, the, the Texans could very easily be on the other side of this. Who would we have been talking about today? Miko and Emmy. <laughs> it'd be it'd be the Miko and Emmy last reaction Monday, and it wouldn't be a good one, boys. <laughs> Um, Miko's defense and Kaimi Fairbairn missing woo. an extra point, man. <laughs> I, I, I was shaking looking at that damn scoreboard in that last. Can, I ain't, ain't gonna lie to you. It, felt, it, it didn't even feel like it didn't even feel like they scored. Mm. It didn't even feel like they took the lead after he hooked that thing. And you were like, and then and then the way the drive was going, like they're gonna suck all this time out. They just, with with the way they, they were running the football, yeah. they just had so much control. It's like you don't they don't have a chance. But they pulled they it pulled, out, man. Hey, Larry Tunzel. We'd have been talking about his ass, too. I mean, I just, it wasn't even that loud in there, man. And that man, that, that man just jumping off. Yep. I mean, he would have, like, his ass would have been, it would have been out there. But you ain't lying. That, because right now, we don't really, like, they ain't really talking about the the way they got ran over, but they got ran through. Clinton, and I'll give you credit. You said, you said last week, I, yeah, they have a good run defense. They've shown that. But you said, I'm not quite ready to say that really good run teams can't take advantage of them. That showed up, man. There there was a point there. I don't know what happened. Maybe the Jerry Hughes injury was something that, that jumped out that stopped it. Yeah. But, Clint, I mean, the Texans knew they were going to run it. The Colts knew they were going to run it. Everybody in the stadium, everybody watching it, they was going to run it. And they just, just, I mean, just gashing yeah. them through. That 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 was hard to watch. Well, well, it's the interesting thing to me about, you know, Jonathan Taylor was obviously on one. He he was having a Jonathan Taylor that I think most most Indianapolis fans expected to see all year long. He was he was having one of them games, and so give, give Jonathan Taylor some credit. But you know, I, I was surprised that D'Amico never. Now he did some things in terms of bringing Jalen Petrie down and putting him in the box and creating a, a, basically an eight-man box some of the time. Um, I, but I was really surprised that he didn't bring another defensive lineman and do, and do some different things in terms of, of get, getting the five-man surface. And and um, I know he, he was he was down on edge rushers. I, I, I told Sean Pendergast at one point when in, in that last in, late in the game, I guess fourth quarter, I said, "Hell, I, I put one of them D tackles at defensive end." Because you, you're running out of box. Like, guys are just, guys are just yeah. spinning. They weren't man. even pa- – I mean, you didn't hell with a pass rush at that time. Yeah, I mean, you got Will Anderson who's hurt. And I yep. mean, and, and then you got Derek Barnett who's spent. And, and you got Majay Sanders who's undersized. And they're running it down your throat. It's like, hey, man, I, I don't know that I wouldn't put one in. I'd put Malik Collins on the end and, and just – and let him – I mean, literally, you're, you're playing to stop the run because at this point in time, they're just going to – they're just going to feed it to you. Khalil Davis kind of stepped up and made some, some plays. Hell yeah, there did. was a point there like – after the injury, after the stoppage with yeah. uh, with with, with uh, 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 Jerry Hughes, when there was hurt, some yeah. big, there was some big plays that 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 Khalil Davis made that kind of slowed the bleeding. Ron, they, they went they went back to back no gains on J uh, on on JT with Jonathan Taylor and then Malik Collins batted that ball down on yes. third and eight or third and, and ten or whatever. Open. Yeah, and I was yep. and I'm sitting there like the hell are they sitting here with a 57 yard field goal attempt? <laughs> I thought they were just gonna keep just hugging it, but yeah, you're right, like hey. They would have been tough because that was looking like David Cully and Lovey's run defense. Yeah, it was looking bad. It, that, it, was, it was ugly. For that point, yeah, for that point. Football playing Jesse. Yeah, I'm on, yeah. We mentioned her, but I'm I'm gonna need uh, I'm gonna need Larry Thompson to chill out. Dog. 
Like you can't just, you can't just, you can't just hit and drives like this. My man, my man, Des King. Tried to, <laughs> just, oh man! Look, at, I mean, Tunsil Tunsil killed two offensive drives. Um, Des King and Petrie on the defensive side of the football. They they kept three of the Colts drives alive in the first half. I mean, it, it was. The Texans played bad, man. The penalties, the negative plays, oh, yeah, they had the inability to stop the run. I mean, it, it was it, it was it was bad, man. To to win on the road in that fashion was awfully impressive. It was enough to win, but there's it was it was enough to have a. Uh, I mean, you got you got to get some things. You got a lot to work on this week now, before you face a playoff caliber team. Now the Browns haven't run the football well, and they didn't in right. the last time, so I don't think that should be the case. But. Uh, but maybe the Browns saw something. Yeah. But they feel like well, they the thing that, the thing that scares you with the Browns is that you know that they have that 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 that's in them. You know what I mean? I know they hadn't with Joe Flacco's thrown for three fifty a damn game, damn near. I think. But I mean, they, I've seen Kareem Hunt get busy. Yeah. Yes. I don't know yes. if he has anymore, but yeah. I've seen him. Guess I've, what? I, I heard a lot of people, Ron, leading up to that Colts game. Oh, it's not the same run team that it used to be. Oh, you know, Jonathan Taylor isn't doing what he did. Well, them them dudes them dudes got it in them, man. And, and I'm gonna tell you, Cleveland's got it in them too. You know, they may not have been doing it lately, but they've got it in them to be able to do it. That can that can that should at least be a concern. We'll we'll see. Um, I would rather him put it in Joe Flacco's hand. Let's see if we can go eat and get Joe Flacco down, and then come all of a sudden start running the damn ball against us. Well, if they add that, yeah, that that's good. A God, um, Jameis Winston, <laughs> one of the most entertaining athletes on the planet. He pulled one of the biggest boneheaded moves I may have ever seen. And let's be honest. Jameis ain't in it alone. It was the entire Saints huddle, their entire offense. If you hadn't seen this, you got to check it out. We'll tell you what what went down, and we'll cuss and discuss next. Also, C.J. Stroud's drive to win that ball game at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Stuff legends are made of, folks. We'll talk about that as well. That's next right here on Sports Radio 610. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 